This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. All right, hey, friends. How are y'all doing? How's everybody feeling? Hope you're all right today. Hope you've got, uh, well, more or less a smile on your face, ready to hang out. For the next couple of hours, kill some time, get just a little bit closer to the start of the college football season here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in today on The Ticket, KDA 970 AM, along with 95.3, and 104.1 KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. What you do there is you download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA. And that's all it takes. If you want to shout at us today, it's pretty easy. You can call us. 870-9303-776. You can also interact with us on social media. That's at facebook.com slash 95.3 the ticket. And on Twitter, Kara underscore Richie. Or by using the hashtag WDRZ. Or uh, also hitting up the station account at 95.3 the ticket. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. I think he's okay. I think he survived uh, the first episode of the setup yesterday. Yeah. Other than walking over to this side of the studio and just straight up ripping the microphone out of its fixture because he is really just a Hulk (laughs) in disguise. I think it all went well, correct? Yeah, that's, I mean, what a way to start a show. Not even, like, literally 30 seconds before we go on air, the mic just collapses. It's in pieces still. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still in pieces. It's it's not uh, it's not in function right now. Yeah, if you want to know just the sheer power of of Cade Carlton's destruction, <laughs> <laughs> this side of the studio today just in shambles. I don't I'm going to go more with bad luck than destruction, but sure. I'm going to go with this. It, it just <laughs> makes it makes it sound tougher if we go with destruction. Yeah. Bad luck is just. Uh, we don't want any bad luck. We don't want to talk about that. Uh, what do we got going on today? We've got, to, again, a couple of hours to kill here on the program. Uh, a couple other folks that you're going to hear on today's episode include, uh, well, live in studio at one We'll have our weekly chat with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Really looking forward to that. And then uh, also today, coming up in about 15 or so minutes, we will check in with Butch Jones. We'll have some audio following yesterday's practice. That was it, by the way. It's a wrap on fall camp officially for Arkansas State football. So yesterday was the last of their 15 training camp practices. And then today they're off because it is the first day of classes at Arkansas State. Happy first day of school, Red Wolves, by the way. Uh, Butch Jones said the rest of the week is now going to be spent trying to simulate next week's game week schedule. And uh, just big spoiler alert before we even get into any audio coming up in the following segment. No, he did he did not name a starting quarterback after yesterday's practice. So I uh, don't want to try and, and, you know, drag that out any. We'll just get right to it. There has not, not been a starting quarterback announced. So season opener, of course, against Central Arkansas 11 days from now. Meanwhile, in yesterday's news, Arkansas's Jalen Catalan was recognized as a preseason All-American by the Associated Press. He had a really, really good freshman season there at safety for the Hogs in 2020. 99 tackles is what he totaled on the year. So he was a second team selection. Looking at what's going on tonight, Cardinals going to continue their homestand 
It is now a two-game series. They'll be opening up this evening at Bush Stadium against Detroit. So first pitch at 645 on 95.9 The Wolf. And I'm going to pass along some some non-sports news, though, that is coming out that's pretty big in the music world. And the Rolling Stones are or have announced that uh, Charlie Watts has passed away peacefully in a London hospital earlier today, surrounded by his family. Of course, he was a member of the Rolling Stones and one of the greatest drummers in rock and roll history. So uh, national news there, or I guess international news, maybe it would be better to say. As far as what's going on on the show today, just kind of a little bit of a, 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 not necessarily a random question, but just something I'm kind of curious about. I don't know if you're an A-State fan, if you're going to be pulling for any of the program's former head coaches this season. And if so, who? There's now more in college football than ever before to keep tabs on. And so you got several guys you want to keep up with if you still like to cheer on former Red Wolves. Of course, most recently, it's Blake Anderson who has departed. And he is now there at Utah State. I honestly feel like, just based on the fact that he is most recent departure, and the fact that it was, all in all, a pretty good breakup, you don't always see a lot of coaches and fan bases kind of part amicably. And that's what we saw at Arkansas State. I think his name is is going to come up a lot today. Of course, you can go with Gus Malzahn, who's set for year one at UCF. They have high expectations there. I, I do think there are some folks that are kind of interested in what's going on there, not because it's just Gus that's there, but because Terry Mahodger uh, joined him earlier this year as well. Actually, let me take that back. He didn't join him. Timo went there first and then hired yeah. Gustav, of course, who had uh, been dumped by Auburn. Auburn, in turn, went out and hired former Arkansas State head football coach Brian Harson where he had been at Boise State for several years. In fact, since he had left A-State. And then, of course, you've also got Freeze hanging out at Liberty. And those are your answers. Heck, maybe you hate all of those guys and you're pulling for a former Arkansas State assistant. There's several of those guys in the coaching ranks as well. Maybe last year sold you on uh, Tom Allen at Indiana or Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou. Or, heck, maybe you just... <laughs> Maybe you just don't want to see Walt Bell have the worst team in all of college football, <laughs> which is a genuine possibility at UMass. But again, today's KavanaughCars.com question. Will you be pulling for any of the program's former coaches this year, and if so, who? And, and I want to be clear. I, I don't mean just score checking because I think there is – I'm going to continue to be curious about what these yeah. guys do. But I mean, like, you, you see their score come across the scroll, and you kind of – internally just quickly say all right well go Blake I hope you get this one I mean just just rooting for them just a little bit and again uh and that's the question today I, I think Blake is going to be our most popular answer but again he will not be the only coach whose name is mentioned today some other quick uh national news to throw out you real quick and then we'll kind of circle back around on, on this question I do want to give everybody a heads up about what's coming out today at one o'clock and it's something that we'll touch base on on the program but 
that is when the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC are going to announce their scheduling alliance. Now, we already know some of the details. Um, and, and let me start over. It's not just a scheduling alliance. They're calling it an alliance. But we'll find out more of the details today at 1 o'clock. Um, how much of it is scheduling? How much of it is just outlining what they hope to accomplish as a united front? I don't really know. We do know that scheduling is going to be a big part of it, but uh, still not sure about what all else is is going to be going into that conversation. But 1 o'clock today is when that news is going to come out. Looking back to, to the question of the day, catching up with these former A-State head coaches, of course, Blake Anderson there now in the Mountain West at, at Utah State. And while I haven't kept tabs a ton on what he is working to build there, I will say that out of all of the guys that used to be at A-State, he's certainly got the best scenery to recruit to. Yeah. <laughs> Every single picture of their stadium in, in Logan has a beautiful mountain backdrop. It looks awfully scenic. It looks like a really cool place to go in and catch a game. But uh, they have been chosen in the Mountain West preseason poll. Uh, let me find this list here. Apologies here. Well, they were not picked to win um, either. The West or the East. Or excuse me, the West or the Mountain. Sorry, it's the Mountain West. So you have a Mountain Division and a West Division. Because of course... Why would you do West Keep and it East? Simple. Yeah, you just have Mountain and you have West. Uh, in the in the West, it's Nevada. In the Mountain, it's Boise State. And you look at the divisions here, and Utah State does fall in the Mountain Division. So in their division, it's Air Force, Colorado State, New Mexico State, Wyoming, and then again, uh, preseason favorite Boise State. I'm not sure what their expectations are. In fact, I've got the Mountain West page pulled up here because I thought I could find their preseason poll. Here it is. I was just scrolling the wrong place. And they're picked fifth out of out of the sixth teams in their division. Uh, one of the lower vote total getters in the Mountain West. And that's a good league. So Blake Anderson is going to have his work cut out for him. But, of course, he took a quarterback over there. He took a very good linebacker over there. He took a very good wide receiver over there. In Logan Bonner, Justin Rice, and Brandon Bowling. So he did bring some of his Jonesboro pieces with him to Utah State. Uh, there's also some former A-State assistants that have signed up to be with him there. Some former A-State players that have signed up to be with him there. So there's a lot of A-State flavor on that Utah State coaching staff. More than anything else, that's probably why I'm going to be keeping tabs on him. I'm just kind of curious what's next for some of these guys in their career that have spent time on the field for A-State and what they're going to be able to accomplish now as they have started their coaching careers. So one thing to keep tabs on there. I think if you look at these coaches, Gus has the highest expectations out of all of the the four former A-State head coaches that are now uh, in different spots. Of course, you look at the American, and that league this year is expected to be ran by Cincinnati. But they've just built so much at UCF over the past few years that um, they're not expected to be, by any stretch of the imagination, out of the conversation. Uh, I think the general consensus is that if Cincinnati does not come out on top in that conference, that it will be Gus Malzahn and UCF. Uh, we know that what kind of coach he is, what he is capable of. And in fact, uh, going back to February, we asked you which former A-State head coach 
would have the most success at, at their new job in year one. And Gus Malzahn was the landslide yeah. answer from you all uh, back in February. In fact, he got 80% of the votes to just 9% for Harson, 10% or 11%, excuse me, for Blake Anderson. So it was, uh, had somebody respond that this question is a layup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was an easy question and, and you all uh, definitely responded that way. But uh, I'm interested in what happens there, not only because of, you know, the, the win-loss record, but also the fact that Terry Mahajer is there now and they're trying to unveil all of these plans for UCF to help propel that team into a conference expansion conversation or a realignment conversation. Uh, with the Big 12, um, they have released some football plans and some facility plans. And wouldn't you know, Terry Mahajer has taken his water feature focus to a new place. Their new football, I forgot what exactly they call it. It's not just, you know, football facility. But it's their, I think it, they're calling it like a football campus. But there is part of it that has a lazy river somewhere in there. So, okay, so you got to have a waterfall if he's there. Yeah. Or water feature of yes. some sort. Yes. You go from waterfalls to lazy rivers, which, heck, you're in Orlando. It's always nice there. You might as well have something that people can get in, splash around a little bit. But he has obviously been busy since he has landed in Orlando. Hugh Freeze, I would imagine, is probably in overall the best spot when you look at both expectations and potential. I feel like the expectations at Liberty, there's not nearly as much pressure on him at Liberty as there is on Gus at UCF. But that being said, he's been able to build that program up pretty quickly. They have a lot coming back, and there's going to be high expectations there. There's no doubt about it. In fact, I think they return a good chunk of of their offense, a good chunk of their defense. And because of that, there's going to be some really high expectations at Liberty. They uh, They were not a top 25 preseason team. But they were a team that got votes in several different polls and ended up their season, you know, pretty strong in terms of being able to go out and get that win in the bowl game against Coastal Carolina. Kind of shocked them a little bit, but finished ranked for the first time in what was just their third FBS season. So big expectations for Hugh Freeze. And then finally, there's Brian Harson at Auburn. Again, one of those things that, so many of us still see as a strange fit. His transition to Auburn is, has not been seamless. Um, he is currently away from the program battling COVID. Or if he's back today, he just returned. But because of that, he's already having his leadership questioned by some of the state's top Auburn beat writers because of the fact that he won't disclose his vaccination status or won't talk about it that much or, or anything else. So there's already a little bit of a, a situation there with Auburn. It's it's a minor one. And, of course, once the season starts, everybody's going to forget about all the off-season storylines. But that is currently the storyline around his program. So, again, uh, the KavanaughCars.com question. As an A-State fan, will you be pulling for any of the program's former coaches this season? And if so, who? That's our question. Uh, I've got to post that on Twitter. I forgot to at the beginning of the show, so we're going to hit pause so I can do that. We're also going to hit pause so we can come back and uh, get all set to dive into some audio with Butch Jones. He recaps fall camp when we return. Keep it here on the ticket. 
Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Innovate your fitness at Hotworks. In August, teachers and students who join receive a $0 enrollment fee and September is free. Earn the burn in our infrared saunas and see what everyone's sweating about. Find us on Facebook or Instagram. Hotworks Jonesboro. Hello, I'm estate planning and other law attorney Chad Oldham. More and more often today, I hear clients tell me that the only thing golden about the golden years is that it takes all the gold to grow old. Don't be a victim of rising health care and nursing home costs. Be prepared. Have a plan. Contact us today to find out how we help our clients protect and preserve assets for family and future generations. The Oldham Law Firm, 603 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro, or visit us on the web at oldhamlawfirm.com. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Toyota is leading the way. Save up to $750 on a 2021 Toyota RAV4, or take advantage of 2.49% financing for up to 72 months. Plus, let your favorite Central Toyota salesperson put you behind the wheel of a certified pre-owned vehicle today. Central Toyota, home of meter beat pricing. Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Whether it's football or football, Play It Again Sports can get you ready for the field or the pitch this season. Go by Play It Again for football or soccer cleats, pads, shin guards, socks, even helmets. And of course, if you need a ball for practice at home, Play It Again has those too. And don't forget to bring your used equipment by Play It Again and turn it into cash. No matter if you're playing America's game or the beautiful game, the season is here. And that means it's time for you to get by Play It Again Sports at Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Accidents will always happen, and it's usually at the worst possible time. Call Central Collision Center, 870-336-3255, and let us be the best part of a bad situation. Central Collision Center in Jonesboro has all the latest technology to repair your vehicle back to the way it was before the accident. All our technicians are factory trained and use the latest scanners, along with top-of-the-line paint to get your vehicle back to factory specs. We're fully staffed to handle any job, and we work with all insurance companies. We can even help you with your claim. Call Central Collision Center, 870-336-3255. Let us be the best part of a bad situation hey it's brad bobo and like a lot of you i grew up getting my sports news from the great dick clay that's why i'm excited to tell you about the dick clay that sports scholarship golf tournament coming up friday september 3rd it's a four-person scramble at rich point country club and there are eight and one o'clock tea times with lunch in between and the proceeds go to the dick clay that sports scholarship fund to help out the next generation of aspiring sports broadcasters to enter your team call 870-972-3070 or go to a state media on facebook go get some birdies for dicky bird at the dick clay that Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament, Friday, September 3rd. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton with you. Just about to dive into some comments from Butch Jones following yesterday's Final practice of fall camp. Meanwhile, today's KavanaughCars.com question. 
asking you today, as an A-State fan, do you pull for any of the, the program's former coaches? Or will you be pulling for any of the program's former coaches this year? And if so, who? All of them? Some of them? Maybe a former assistant? By the way, our first vote in the poll, which is up at Kara underscore Richie, was for not a single one. So bring it on, you bunch of haters. I knew we would have <laughs> several responses like that today. Which, I mean, look, I, I get it. I totally get it. There's, there's really not a lot of loyalty in college athletics. We're loyal as yeah. fans, right? But when it comes to coaches, there's, there's not, as, not as much loyalty. A lot of times it's about chasing a larger check or chasing what is perceived as a better opportunity. Now, that's not always the case. And that's why I feel like, you know, a guy like Blake Anderson, that breakup, as we've kind of referred to it, was was about as pleasant as it gets. It was not a coach chasing a bigger check. It was not a coach that was uh, that got to his next stop and said, oh, it's so good to be home, like Gus Malzahn did, even though that dude was from Arkansas. Said that at Auburn. But anyways, it was a different situation, I think. Because of that, it was a more understanding breakup, as I keep terming it, uh, between Anderson and the A-State faithful. So again, uh, that question's up on Twitter. You can you can shout at us on the phones, on Facebook. You know all the places to find us at this point in time. Yesterday, again, uh, final practice of fall camp for Arkansas State. So a break today as the team reports to classes. Happy first day of classes for all of you at Arkansas State. And then after that, I mean, it's, it's officially the preseason. It's go time. You know, we'll wake up tomorrow and it'll be 10 days from the start of the Arkansas State football season. So things will be a lot different for Butch Jones and the players. And, and we'll have him explain that here in just a moment. But let's dive in on this audio. Of course, since I'm not 100% sure the next time we'll get to talk to him, had to ask him at least one more question about the quarterbacks for the road, right? I uh, definitely had to hear his take on that. I, I knew he wasn't going to come out and say, oh, we've named blah, 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 the starter for game one. Uh, I mean, come on. But uh, I did ask him yesterday, Coach, other than consistency, what else are you looking for here over the final few days to be able to decide on your starting quarterback? And he still mentioned consistency, but you can hear it in uh, his response in this clip. I think just, you know, I hate to say it, but consistency, managing the offense, making good decisions, leadership, um, command presence every time you step on the field, and just continuing to get better. You know, we did not have very good pass efficiency the last scrimmage. Uh, There's a lot that goes into it. It wasn't always the quarterback. Uh, Sometimes it was drop passes. Uh, You know, sometimes we did force the ball, and we understand that checkdowns are good. And so, you know, a lot of things have gone managing situational football. We've thrown a lot at them as well. So I think just all the nuances of playing quarterback. Other than consistency, Butch Jones. Well, I think it's consistency. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I mean, I get it. I knew that word would still pop up somewhere. But that's okay because, look, that's what he said since just about the beginning of the season or the beginning of the offseason when he was talking about how he would decide uh, who was going to be that starting quarterback. One more uh, follow-up here on on the quarterbacks. Ask Coach how these guys make the guys around them better. Because that's the, the primary goal. It's not necessarily for a quarterback by himself to go out and light up the scoreboard 
uh, throw a bunch of highlight passes. It's to be able to do enough to make sure the offense wins. So what has Jones seen there from Lane Hatcher and James Blackman? Well, I think, first of all, they're feeding off each other, which is great. I think they're kind of a duo in, uh, you know, Wyatt Beagle's the same way in terms of, you know, they're providing leadership from the room. I see that room providing leadership to our entire football program, so that's great to see. Um, You know, obviously a lot of the players know uh, Lane, um, so there's a little more of a pre-existing relationship where James James has had to kind of build those relationships as you go. You know, each the, the great thing is each of them have different personalities and they haven't changed who they are. You know, they're very comfortable in who they are, um, but they're both very vocal uh, and they're both leading um, verbally and setting the example with their work ethic every day and their energy. So again, not anything significant there from Coach Jones on the quarterbacks in terms of new news. He's echoed a lot of the things that we've already heard so far this this preseason. He likes what they're doing. Uh, had a lot to praise there in, in terms of their leadership ability. Uh, still has not tipped his hand in, in any way, shape, or form as far as who is going to be the guy on September the 4th. So, so nothing new from what he said. But, hey, we had to ask, just in case, just one more time at the end of fall camp, what he was seeing there. As we move along, here is some audio from Butch Jones from yesterday. Uh, a couple of things that, that he touched on throughout the day were, you know, how healthy is this team? And, and one huge positive, when we're looking at all the positives that, that came away from fall camp, one of the biggest is that this team stayed mostly healthy. Uh, yes, I'm sure with all of these guys going through 15 practices and some of those on, on days where the heat index was over 110 degrees, there are bumps and bruises and tweaks and nags and what have you. Nobody is 100%. But uh, also, nobody's wiped out for the season. Nobody is dealing with anything that, that they can't rest and rehab and, and get over before the start of the season. There was, I think, a point last week where Blake Groupie had not been practicing, had not been kicking. However, he's going to be good to go. Butch Jones talks about that in this clip, as well as one of his concerns with the team, which is still developing competitive depth. Yeah, Blake will be fine. Uh, he actually kicked in the scrimmage. Okay. So again, he he actually did exceptionally well. We put him in some some tried to simulate some pressure situations Saturday. He handled those very well. So again, we don't want to kick our kickers every single day. So that's just you know kind of kind of like managing their rep load. Mm-hmm. So he'll be fine. Um, but I think of the 22 individuals in our program, it's every day you're competing for your job. And when you have competitive depth across the board, that's what separates programs is every player has to be the best version of themselves every day, or if not, they're going to be passed up. And that's kind of what we need to continue to recruit to, what we need to continue to develop and grow to. Um, but, you know, there's a mindset that you got to kind of earn your spot just like in life every single day. With Jones, of course, throughout this entire process of him being the head coach, dating all the way back to, to December when he was hired. Uh, he talks about special teams more than just about anybody else, which, I mean, to be fair, I know I've asked him a lot about special teams because I think we all know that that is a, a, a unit there that can use some improvements over what we saw last season. So one more special teams question for the road, I guess you could say, is one of the things I'm really interested in 
is is who's going to return kicks, who's going to return punts this season for Arkansas State. If you have a playmaker in that capability, it can, it can do so much for you. It can add just this huge dynamic spark. I wish I could find the percentage for you. I've read it before, and I, and I don't remember. But I know that teams that score on a special team's possession, they win like 80% of those games, 90% of those games. It, it's a huge percentage if you were able to go out and make a dynamic play on special teams. And that's an area where Arkansas State has almost zero zero experience. Nobody who fielded a punt last year is on this year's roster. Uh, you look at kickoff, you've got maybe uh, Jeff Warman has, has handled kickoffs before. Marcel Murray, I think, fielded a kickoff last year or the year before that. So the experience there is fairly lacking as well. And right now, he can't point to the guys who are going to be handling the roles uh, in the return game this season for Arkansas State. Ongoing. You know, that's probably, you know, you always talk about the first game is the game of the unknown schematically. You know, what players are going to be blinded by the by the bright lights of the game um, and what players are, are going to play. Uh, special teams is a very big concern for me right now is, who, you know, who's going to be our punt returners, our kick returners. You know, usually the teams that are really, really successful throughout the course of a season have the best bottom third of the roster. We still have too many players in our program that are on scholarship that aren't on any special teams and they play a skill position. And so we're having to rely on too many individuals that are starters on offense and defense. Um, and that can't happen as we continue to grow and elevate our program. That can't happen. And everyone in our program has had ample opportunities to prove themselves with two spot and all that. And I do see some players, though, that are stepping up um, and they're getting better because of the volume of reps. But special teams is a big concern of mine. I'm now determined throughout the course of the day to find what what percentage that is. Teams that score on special teams win what percentage of the time? I do think is it, 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 is, it is at least in the 80s. But now I, I really want to know. I guess that's my homework. Uh, still just a couple more clips here to share with you. As uh, Jones looked around at, at some other areas on the field that are of concern, they're at you know, the linebacker position. Again, there's hardly been a day, there's hardly been a practice, there's pretty much any time somebody has recorded anything that Butch Jones has said this year, he has mentioned Caleb Bonner's name, continually praised his leadership. And on the days where it seems like Butch Jones didn't mention him, those were the days that he sent Caleb Bonner out to address the media. So that tells you the level of trust that he has in Caleb Bonner. But you don't just have one linebacker (laughs) out on the field. You're going to have two, maybe three, depending on what kind of... schematics they have set up there they're going to be running with with five defensive backs or four so who else is emerging there who it's not just going to be Caleb Bonner on an island who's going to be out there with them which says that is still TBD kind of a revolving door you know we're trying to find somebody who's going to really step up and take the other linebacker position and take hold of it and we've not had that yet you know there's good competition there but you know, nobody has really stepped up and, you know, cemented themselves in that position or really, you know, firmed that position up. So we'll, we're going to continue to look, uh, continue to move people in that spot till we find, you know, a consistency there. Do we have some players who can play there? Absolutely. But we just need more consistency. All right. So fall camp over again. Red Wolves off today to focus on the start of 
fall classes at Arkansas State. So now what's in store for this week? Butch outlines what's next for the Red Wolves. You know, again, they've never been through this. So you can't assume anything. So we'll go through an entire game week this week. Uh, We'll even go to the hotel on Friday. We'll have our meetings uh, so they'll understand everything. Uh, Saturday, uh, we'll have all of our meetings at the hotel. We'll do the Red Red Wolf Walk, and then we'll come in and we'll have a simulated game with game conditions in terms of kind of every little nuance, every kind of bizarre thing that can happen even training the trainers of how you handle injuries and guys down on the field and next guy in and all those things, you know, we'll simulate pregame warm-ups, everything that goes into it. So, yes, uh, we'll simulate everything. So, you know, we show up. Uh, it's kind of been uh, familiar to all the players, and they can just go out and do what matters the most and play winning football. We're actually going to skip this last clip because it's not anything groundbreaking. It's not really anything that we haven't heard as, as Butch Jones was kind of talking about what was next for the team in, in terms of just getting ready now for the final home stretch before the season begins. But kind of just trying to take a moment and wrap my head around everything we we heard from from camp, from training camp. And at the end of the day, again, we haven't – seen enough to make any kind of concrete projections on what's in store this season. But I do think my lasting takeaway from fall camp is is that I I personally have a pretty positive mindset, pretty optimistic mindset about what we're going to see in the upcoming season. I feel like some of the things that were okay or tolerated over the past few years are simply not going to be. I feel like there is going to be, has been, an obviously renewed attention to detail that is going to show in everything from the way the team takes the field to the way the team celebrates a highlight offensive or defensive play to the game day management. I feel like all of these things are going to be tied in together and be improved in 2021. Not to mention the defense and, you know, things like that. Cade, after all we've heard from these 15 or so practices, what stands out to you in terms of comments from Butch Jones or from the players? Uh, I mean, basically, there's still just a whole lot of unknown. Like, we, I don't know that we really got anything out of fall camp that we didn't know before you know like everything that's unknown is still unknown going into the UCA game for the most part and that just I mean not that we were going to get that but I don't know you still feel like you don't know just a whole lot about this team very true kind of flying blind a little bit yeah uh, yeah, I mean you are September 4th but uh, hey we'll learn plenty the season opener there against Central Arkansas switching gears for a moment uh, in terms of Arkansas State, this is cool. Megan McClure of uh, Arkansas State Soccer, of course a phenomenal goalkeeper, has been recognized by Top Drawer Soccer on the Women's Team of the Week. And she earns the goalkeeper. uh, She's actually not just the, the goalkeeper, the defensive player or whatever from Top Drawer Soccer. She is the overall Division I Player of the Week. She earns the first nod of the fall season. Uh, their write-up here on McClure says, quote, uh, 
The first top door soccer player of the week nod for women's D1 fall season goes to Megan McClure, who put together a stellar shift between the post last week. Uh, let's see. It was a 1-1 draw. was a final there at Washington State, and she made nine saves facing a total of 39 shots. Also had a shutout at Eastern Washington when the Red Wolves were able to pick up their first win of the season. And I have a feeling this is not going to be the only time we say Megan McClure's name on today's program. Sunbelt Soccer Awards come out today at 1 o'clock. So, I mean, I'm not saying that Megan McClure and Sarah Sedoma are going to sweep those offensive and defensive honors. I'm just saying they should. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if uh, the Sunbelt proves us right coming up at 1 o'clock or not. In the meantime, we are overdue for a break. We're going to come back and uh, how about we visit the Great White North? I think that might be what's on the tap uh, next here on the Workday Red Zone. The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Has music started to sound different? Are you having to turn up the volume? At Ascent, we offer all hearing aid styles, including rechargeable, completely invisible, low-cost hearing aids. We're offering free in-office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids. Come here for yourself. To take advantage of this special offer, call 870-393-5405 or visit AscentJonesboro.com. That's AscentJonesboro.com. In Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor. Let Vore's Kitchen and Bath bring our skill, passion, and love of design to your new or existing home. Dedicated to your complete satisfaction, Vore's Kitchen and Bath will turn your dream design into reality. The latest trends, designs, and over 70 years of experience. Visit us at Vore'sKitchenandBath.com or call us at 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Vore's Kitchen and Bath, your kitchen, your bath, our passion. Rice prices down a bit this hour, most everything else up. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn at 545 and a quarter, up seven and a quarter. We December corn at 546 and a quarter, up 10 and three quarters. September soybeans at 1340 and a quarter, up 46 and a quarter. With November soybeans at 1333 and a half, up 40 and three quarters. September wheat at 722 and three quarters, up three. With December wheat at 736 and three quarters, up three and a quarter. October cotton at 9357, down 97. With December cotton at 9375, up 39. September rice at 1338 and a half, that's down a half. With November rice at 1363, also down a half. Moving on to livestock. Now August live cattle 126.65 up 20 with October live cattle 132.37 and a half up 42 and a half. August feeder cattle 158.52 and a half up 32 and a half with September feeder cattle 167.77 and a half up 47 and a half. October lane hogs at 87.07 and a half down 40 with December hogs at 80.77 and a half down 62 and a half. That's your EAB New Market Report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Field tested and farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank history is deeply rooted in agriculture. We we understand farming and the importance of properly funding the way you produce and market your products. Whether it's operations, land, equipment, or facilities, make this year the one to grow on with Farmers and Merchants Bank. Find us online at mebanking.com. Field tested, farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment. All things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. 
always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our safety. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Uh, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade hanging out with you today. Today's a big day in the NFL. It is the second cut day. Last week, teams had to go from 90 to 85 players. This week, it's 85 to 80. Of course, next week is the big, big one. It's going to be a bloodbath, for lack of a better way to put it, when teams have to go from 80 to 53. But we'll look around here in a moment and check in on the A-State football alums, see if they're at least safe for another week, safe to get to another preseason game. But, for now, it's time to head to the Great White North for this week's CFL Update. All right, can you believe it? Already three weeks in the books for football in America's hat. On a negative note, there's still several A-State alums that we have not seen hit the field. Chris Odom of Calgary, Justin McKinnis of Saskatchewan continue to live their lives on the one-game injured list, which again is a blatant lie because they've been on it for three games now. Supposed to be a one-game injured list, but no, 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 three games later, here we are. Additionally, Kevin Thurman, Kyle Wilson, Ronnie Bingham, all of those guys are still rostered, but none have seen any game action yet as they are all still on practice squad. So, that means just two active Red Wolves in the CFL. But uh, but here's a fun note. They were both on the same field last week. So it made it really easy to check box scores. And get this, Cody Grace's Stampeders finally got their first win. That's right, Calgary was victorious over the Fighting Money Hunters, a.k.a. the Montreal Alouettes, and the final score there, 28-22. The Stampeders, who we've already ripped on a few times this year for being kind of bad, were much more effective at moving the ball than in previous games, but Cody Grace was still busy, so he punted five times with a 42.8 yard per per punt average and pinned three of those punts inside the 20. So he's still doing all right there in Calgary. Money Hunter also showed up at the box score for Montreal. He totaled two tackles. Um, He also had a penalty for roughing, which honestly doesn't sound very Canadian. But then again, he plays for the French team. So there you go. I don't have any CFL fun facts today. They spell defense, Mm D-E-F-E-N-C-E. Mm-hmm. Okay. And offense, O-F-F-E-N-C-E. Okay. Also, every time you look for any type of information on the Alouettes, like all of their tweets show up in English and in French. And they have a very annoying pop-up that shows up on their team website. Saskatchewan doesn't have that pop-up. Calgary? Hamilton? No. Just the Alouettes. Thanks, Montreal. I, I don't have a beef with any CFL team. Maybe we should, though. We should just pick one CFL team to hate on. You know, because there's like, there's four, five 
different teams that these A-State guys play on. So I don't necessarily want to pick a favorite. But maybe we should just, like, hate a team. Like, we could hate the Argonauts. There's only, like, ten teams, isn't there? There's nine. Nine, okay. Which makes it even weirder. Yeah. Because you've got a team that's on by every single week. Maybe they should Maybe they should annex and just one American city to be a part of the CFL. Have it be somewhere random. Like, you know how UAB has a hockey team? Yeah. And all the teams in their conference. <laughs> like, they're in a conference with Alaska and other places. The CFL should annex a team from Mexico City. Just make it really entertaining. Maybe not. This is a terrible I idea. did not realize that the CFL goes until December. That is a very, 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 very long season. Is it, though? Is that, does that include the playoffs? That's the, the Grey Cup is December 12th. Okay. Because I don't feel like... One, they started late this year. The CFL did. So I don't know... I don't know how many games they play. Well, for a nine-team league, that's a pretty pretty lengthy season. That's true. But you do have... Think about it. You've got to buy like every four... Every five weeks. Yeah. You're off. Yeah. So maybe it's not that bad. Every day, we learn a little bit more about the CFL. Next week, maybe we'll finally dabble into the world of singles and explain to everybody how, yes, you can score a point in the Canadian Football League. Maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. Definitely not. That was the CFL update. One more break to take this hour. We'll go ahead and hit it, come back, and uh, we'll check in on any kind of NFL update, uh, cut news, anything that pertains to these A-State alums trying to Make it to the leagues. More on that when we return. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Saints haven't named a starting quarterback yet, but Jameis Winston looked pretty good last night against Jacksonville. His competition, Taysom Hill, was inconsistent. It's just the preseason, and the Jags are probably one of the worst teams in the league. But you got a sense of what Winston can do with a coach like Sean Payton and his offense. He has one of the better arms in the league. We haven't seen any of the questionable throws that plagued him in Tampa, at least not yet. That doesn't mean that they won't come back during the regular season. For now, the Saints fans have to be excited and a little bit relieved. There's a lot of unknown in the post-Drew Brees era. How do you replace one of the most productive quarterbacks in league history? Jameis is only 27. He has a chance to be a whole lot more than just a bridge quarterback. We've always known how much talent Jameis Winston has. And just maybe, just maybe, New Orleans is the place that he can finally put it all together again. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's one brand that pro athletes like Ricky Fowler and Carson Palmer depend on to help them recover and stay on top of their games. Level Select CBD Sports Creams and Roll-Ons. You don't have to be a pro athlete to experience the fast-acting and noticeable relief of Level Select CBD. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com now. Use the promo code DAN40 for 40% off your entire order. 
That's right, 40%. That's LevelSelectCBD.com, promo code DAN40. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen Report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South. And Central Buick GMC is leading the way. Central Buick GMC has a large selection of pre-owned vehicles so you can find your perfect ride. Plus, new GMC Yukons and Sierras are being shipped daily to Central Buick GMC. Don't wait. Reserve yours today. Central Buick GMC, home of meet or be pricing on East Parker Road in Jonesboro. Online at centralbuickgmc.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you. 9303776 is the number to call if you want to get the last word of this noon hour. Cavanaughcars.com question. A State fans, are you pulling for any of the program's former coaches this year? And if so, who? All of them? Just a couple? One or two? Maybe one of the former assistants? There's a there's a very large contingent of head coaches in college football that have Arkansas State ties. So curious as to your answer again, 9303776. Prior to the break, we did say uh, that we were going to check around on any NFL news as it pertains to A-State alums because today is the second of three cut days in the league. Uh, teams having to go from 85 to 80 players today. They have to have their roster submitted by 4 o'clock. So it's not necessarily a clear picture for everyone at this point in time. However, I can tell you from from a quick Twitter search, I have not seen Omar Bayless or Kirk Barrett or Forrest Merrill uh, mentioned by name as guys who have been cut. So right now we're going with the no news is good news standpoint there. I believe the Dolphins have already made their cuts. So, or excuse me, excuse me, the Panthers have already made their cuts. So it looks like Omar Bayless is safe there for another week. Uh, The Dolphins will be making their cuts after today's walkthrough. So still TBD on Kirk Merritt's status. I could not find any reports about when the Chargers are slated to make theirs. But again, it's it's sometime in the next three hours because that deadline is at 4 o'clock. So uh, if there is any news that comes out before we're out of here today, we will continue to update you on that. I actually watched a little bit more NFL last night, some preseason action uh, between the Jags and the Saints. And... 
here's my not so bold prediction for the NFL season. Urban Meyer's career win percentage is about to drop <laughs> yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot this year. They were, uh, man, the Jags are kind of yikes. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? You doing all right? Well, pretty good. How about y'all? Hey, doing good. Thanks for shouting at us. Well, you know, guys, the college football, uh, it can be a very humbling experience for uh, a lot of NFL coaches, or vice versa. Want to go, you know what I mean, try their hand at either sure. or. Um, I mean, look at what Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll's the only two that's really been successful behind Barry Switzer, of course. The yeah. list is short, correct? Yeah, I mean, you look at, Recently, you look at guys like Kelly, uh, not good. Um, going back a few Jim years. Harbaugh, for whatever reason, still got a job. Yes, that's I mean, true. The, Ohio State has owned, the, owned him since he left San Francisco, correct? I mean, yes. Yes, he has not been able to win the big one in the rivalry game, and, and usually it has not been that competitive. Right. I mean, how much longer do you think they're going to keep him around? If he don't, if he don't improve, I mean, there's not been very much improvement on his end, has there not? Did they restructure his his contract in the off season? Did they, Kate? Mm, maybe. Yeah. I I feel like they did do do some tinkering there. Yeah. In terms well, of his contract, let, I don't remember what. I mean, he still Urban he still makes hand, eight million dollars you know. for per year. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, let Urban try his hand at a you know. Uh, the uh, NFL, you know, Nick Saban gave it a try after he left LSU and uh, was in Miami, and you know he left there and went to Alabama and didn't look back. He'll never, he'll never coach in the pros again. He's 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 at his final resting place right there in Alabama. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, but uh, anyhow, as far as coaches that used to coach at A State that have moved on, pulling for, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, you know, I saw where Brian Harson, you know, he's Coaching in Auburn now, of course. Miss Lisa said that was an odd fit. It just didn't really, he just really didn't fit in there, did he? He didn't really said. fit in here. I'm not sure how he's going to fit <laughs> in there. I would say since Steve Roberts, since that era, since he left and we went through the whole coaching rotation, Horst was probably the least received of all the coaches, wouldn't you all say? I think so. I think, I think because he just didn't have anything necessarily that dynamic about him, you know? So he kind of right. became an afterthought in the whole situation. Uh, yeah. Gus was Gus. He was a guy who kind of showed everybody it could be done. Anderson was a guy who stuck around, so everybody's more familiar with him. Harson kind of yeah. just gets lost in the shuffle, and especially because that year, um, A State didn't necessarily really start well. The offense was a little underwhelming. Um, he didn't have the benefit of having a guy like Ryan Applin uh, to lead his offense like the two guys before him did. So I, I just think he kind of gets lost in the shuffle as much as anything else. Right. I know y'all probably want to see Hugh Freeze do good, you know, because he. He's got ties to here as well, you know. I mean, I'm very um, indifferent on that aspect, and I think Cade Borderline hates him, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, hey, what was it? Was it last year when he was he was calling plays from a hospital bed, looking out a window from a hospital bed? Two years ago, yeah. Oh my! What was the deal with that? He He's, had. He is an egomaniac. A surgery or an illness or something, and it, it just it's just you freeze, man. Yep. That was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen, guys. That was so damn goofy. Anyways. All right, guys. I heard the music playing. I will talk to y'all later. Thanks for See calling you. us today. We'll have uh, more opportunities for open phone lines coming up in the second hour. We'll continue to touch on this question because your response is on social media. Very mixed across the board. So we'll talk about this coming up in hour two. Also coming up, 
In our number two, Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz is going to hang out with us here in studio around about 1.30. Looking forward to that as well. Keep it here another hour to go on a Tuesday edition of the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Sports Update from KDA, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. It's day one of class on the Arkansas State University campus. That means no football practice today for Butch Jones and the crew as their 15th and final fall camp workout was held yesterday. No starting quarterback yet named, but he is complimenting the leadership of both Lane Hatcher and grad transfer James Blackman. Season opener against UCA a week from Saturday. In baseball, the Cardinals wrap up their homestand with a two-game series against the Detroit Tigers starting this evening. Jack Flaherty gets to start for the Cards against the Tigers. Casey Mize, first pitch at 645, pregame 550 on 95.9. The Wolf, the series in the homestand wraps up tomorrow afternoon. And in AAA ball, the Memphis Redbirds open up a six-game series against the Indians. AAA affiliate, the Columbus Clippers tonight at AutoZone Park. Matthew Libertor at 5-7 and seven on the season gets to start for the Redbirds. First pitch at the corner of B.B. King and Union at 7-10 this evening. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963. That's Plaza Tire Service in Jonesboro, Pocahontas, and Canada. And that's the latest from the ticket. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Paracool get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of onward cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Paracool. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products, responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group Jonesboro is building a state-of-the-art facility and looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Maintenance techs, assembly operators, order pickers, and forklift operators. Average starting pay is $18 an hour. Climate-controlled environment, great benefits, and a four-day work week with weekends off. Visit our website at colsongroupusa.com and click the careers tab. Apply today. That's Colson Group USA.com. It's finally everyone's favorite season of the year, grilling season. And the meat shop at Mountain Home has all your favorites fully stocked and ready to go. Filets, ribeyes, chuckeye steaks, chicken grillers, bacon-wrapped jalapenos, and always the world-famous 93.7 ground chuck. Burgers, dogs, buns, charcoal. Don't forget the seafood selection with lobster tails, shrimp, salmon, and stuffed flounder. An extensive selection of seasonings, cold domestic beer, and local craft favorites. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 until 5.30. The Meat Shop, Fountain Home, curbside service and delivery available. It's finally time to go out. You know, camp out, cook out, or just hang out. And before you head out this year, head in to Mr. T's. Mr. T's has everything you need. The biggest selection, the coldest beer, and the absolute lowest prices. And Mr. T's is open 365 days a year, even on Sunday. So head across the Kahlua Colored Waters to Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri, and find out yet again why it's always worth the drive to Mr. T's. Mr. T's at Riverside. 
This is Arkansas, and there's never been a better time to rediscover it. With plenty of outdoor space, fresh air, and new adventures just up the road, a vacation in the natural state makes more sense than ever. Whether it's a hidden treasure you've always wanted to explore or a favorite place you can't get enough of, the getaway that you need is nearby, affordable, and waiting. To find inspiration and deals on vacations that you can get to for about the cost of a tank of gas, go to Arkansas.com. This is Arkansas. This is the natural state. For the time of your life, make it Fairfield Bay this summer on Greer's Ferry Lake. 40,000 acres of one of the cleanest, clearest lakes in the nation. Enjoy kayaking, canoeing, boating, and fishing. Or rent your fun at Fairfield Bay Marina. Enjoy two outstanding golf courses, three swimming pools, miniature golf, bowling alley, hiking, biking, and over 90 miles of trails for the ultimate in ATV fun. Stay the night or the weekend at Cobblestone Inn & Suites with a spa and restaurant. Visit FairfieldBay.com for more. Paid for with state and regional funds. You're listening to KMEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Camera Richie, Kate Carlton, hanging out with you for another hour. Thanks for spending your Tuesday with us. We've got a couple of different things going on. Of course, we've got a countoutcars.com question that we'll tell you about here in just a moment. Do want to give you a heads up uh, 30 minutes out from catching up with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. He'll be with us here at 1.30. And then a couple of things happening right now is we're starting to see releases coming out. One, uh, the Sunbelt Conference has released its weekly Player of the Week accolades. Sarah Sedoma got robbed, but uh, Megan McClure is this week's Defensive Player of the Week. No shocker there. She was a force in that game against Washington State. 39 shots, 9 shots on goal. That game ended in a draw and then uh, pitched a shutout against Eastern Washington just a couple of nights later in what was Arkansas State's first win of the season. So uh, that also joins, of course, the top drawer soccer honors that she received earlier today where she was named the Player of the Week overall in Division One, Not the Division One Goalie of the Week. Not the Division One Defensive Player of the Week. The Division One Player of the Week across women's soccer. So uh, great accolades there for Megan McClure. Great recognition. Um, Elsewhere in college athletics news, the Pac-12 ACC Big Ten should be getting their, I guess, press conference underway any minute now in which they outlined what exactly is in store for the alliance that is set to happen between these three leagues. Right now, we still don't know exactly what all this is going to entail um a lot of it's going to be scheduling we know that and not just football although that is what we are primarily focused on because look I barely watch Pac-12 football I'm sure as heck not watching Pac-12 hoops I'm just not to be perfectly honest with you yeah but uh it, it will be scheduling um and other information one thing that I do expect to, to come out that's not I don't personally love but we are going to see it because of this school's, these 
programs alliances, these conferences alliances, there is going to be a significant delay, I feel like, on college football playoff expansion. Yes, and that basically what they just put out is a bunch of word jumbo with little to no substance. Cool, word what the statement salad. They just released. Uh, what, what are they trying to do? Student-athlete mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support, strong academic experience and support, diversity, equity, and inclusion, social justice, gender equity, and federal legislative efforts, postseason championship, and future formats. Yay words. Well, in their defense, they can't just put out a press release that says, we would like to collectively wave our middle fingers in the SEC's general direction and tell them they cannot bully us into whatever it is they want to do. They cannot be the only cash earners of significance in college football. So I kind of get it. But we all know what this is about. This is about these three leagues banding together so that the SEC does not always constantly get their way in both uh, in scheduling, in TV contracts, in bowl scenarios, however you want to phrase it. Um, it does say, you know, that, again, this does talk about football scheduling, women's and men's basketball, um, they will explore opportunities for their Olympic sports programs, but there is a very large amount of kind of word salad to sift through. Now, I'm intrigued on on what happens next. When do they start announcing these games? Is there already a USC Ohio State game in the works? Is there an Oregon Clemson game in the works? Because as interesting as this is to come out today. College football scheduling is is scheduled so far in advance. And I haven't looked at these teams' future schedules, but does Clemson have like an opening before 2028? Does Oregon have an opening before 2030? Are the first announcements that we're going to see in terms of scheduling going to be Northwestern Arizona State? Because I don't know anybody who's getting hyped up for that. Yeah, There are just a handful of marquee programs in each one of these leagues. So so if there's an announcement in the next couple of days that, that Florida State is going to play USC, okay, well, that's going to move the needle a little bit. But if the announcement is Syracuse and Washington State, nobody has that on their list of must-see games, unless the college football landscape is, changes dramatically, dramatically in the next five years. Uh, this, it said the schedule alliance will begin as soon as practical while honoring current contractual obligations. So really, you're still a few years out from that in football. I think if you're going to do something like this, you should have gone big, because a lot of... I'm curious with the language with a lot of these schedules, because... No, obviously a team cannot pull out of a scheduled game that that is scheduled in 2022. But I'm curious what the buyout is, if there is a buyout for a game scheduled in 2028. I don't know if there's one or not. Obviously, I don't have a drawer full of Clemson game contracts. But for example, again, you look at some of the most marquee programs in in these leagues. We'll start with the ACC because I have Clemson's future schedule pulled up. Clemson is full. Until 2027. Like not a single opening. On the non-conference slate. And then they've got an opening. In 2027. And opening. In 2028. 
Clemson is also a little bit of an, in an interesting situation because obviously they have a non-conference game with South Carolina every single season. So there's still going to be schools that are trying to protect rivalries that are non-conference rivalries. And that's particularly with the ACC and the SEC, also Florida State and Florida. That's just one example. So that's going to be easier said than done to start to get that to get that future schedule done. You look at USC and look at when their next potential opening could be in terms of, of getting up on this scheduling alliance. They actually have... No, no, no. Uh, 2024 is their first opening, which isn't that far in the future. But keep in mind, the Pac-12 has a nine-game conference schedule. So will they be looking to modify that in the future? In interesting situation there. Let's look at Ohio State. Since again, we're looking at some of the most high-profile teams that are going to be involved you know, in the scheduling allowance. And see when they might potentially have an opening to work in a, a high-profile game. They have an opening in 2024. And then their next opening is not until 2028. And that opening in 2024, in looking at their scheduling model from the past, would probably be for a group of five team. Because these teams are still going to want to protect their home games and what they perceive to be easy wins. So you can't just wipe out all these (laughs) games against a group of five teams because it could wipe out your seventh home game of the season. It could, it could wipe out a win that pads your schedule if you're a lower-tier uh, Power 5 team to get you to bowl eligibility. This sounds awesome. Ah, we're just going to band together so, so the SEC can't push us around. But it's going to be far more difficult to implement, and it's going to take time to implement it. I feel like one of the biggest things about this that is not going to be stated today in any of the press releases that we, that we read is that One of the biggest things with this is so these leagues can drag their feet, drag out the process on the college football playoff expansion. Because so much of that was agreed to and discussed, or at least, you know, handshake agreement and discussed prior to Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship for the SEC. Now, Greg Sankey was involved in both of those situations. In the conversations for college football exp- expansion, obviously in the conversations for, for SEC yeah. expansion. And I think some of these other leagues feel like he had insider knowledge and did what he could to manipulate others into his way of thinking. And at the end of the day, it was just to, to benefit the SEC. And now these other leagues are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's hold on. Let's not rush this. Let's wait and see a little bit longer what this could mean for in terms of how many teams could get into this. You know, the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are going to want to protect the Rose Bowl however they can. And again, I think they feel a little bit bamboozled by Greg Sankey. So now it, it really appears that with this happening, I really would not expect to see college football playoff expansion until 2026 at the earliest. I think 25 or 26 might be when the current TV contract 
is yeah. over. I'm interested to see what this scheduling is like in college basketball. I think that's going to be the real, real interesting one. And that's something we're actually going to learn about a whole lot sooner. Yeah, because that's a yeah. kind of a year by year thing. Yeah, there's, I would most schools do not have anything, you know, on their books for the next couple of seasons, with the exception of a lot of times it's return games. You know, so if a home and home is signed, if a two for one is signed, those are figured out in the future. But, but for the most part, that a lot of those college schedules, you know, they're they'll start in December for 2022, 2023, as opposed to the way it goes in football, where you're looking at uh, right now there are teams scheduling for in the 2030s, which is insane. And that, so, yeah, that's something we'll learn about a lot earlier. You know, we have we have seen the the Big Twelve SEC challenge. Mm-hmm. So excellent chance that we see a Big Ten ACC Pac twelve setup that is similar to that. Yeah, you've already had you already have the Big Ten ACC challenge basketball. Yeah, so so they'll just add the Pac twelve into it as well. Yeah, I would guess. We'll see. Yeah, really, that is all we're doing right now is is guessing. So might as well just bring Red Wolf Mark into the conversation. What are you doing? I'm guessing too. Oh, okay. Yep. What are you guessing yep, about I, today? I, I, I'm guessing Kate. Kate. I'm guessing that that case new name Brooklyn Bear Kate Cade. Well, he is the voice of the boy, the Bearcats. That is correct. Yep. Yep. Uh, I want to say go to all the high school teams. Okay. And uh, go to all the. Uh, College, go Red Wolf team. Okay. My football team and, and the basketball team. Okay. And um, I'm gonna let everybody know we're taking we're still taking donations for the end of August. You still got time to donate to the Salvation Army. You can drop it off at Valley Ridge Baptist Church. Okie dokie. Yeah. Just call me at eight seven zero three four zero eight six nine seven. Okay. Yeah, and uh, when are you going to have your picks out, Miss Kara? I don't know if we're doing five for Friday picks this year or not. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say go go to I'm going to say go to Cass. Okay. He, I know he I know he's listening. I'm going to say go to uh, Zach. Say go go to Brad Bobo and go and go to uh, Miss Lisa. Yeah, and, and go to everybody at the radio station. Okie dokie. Yeah. I'll say, all righty then, thank you. Thanks, Red Wolf Mark. Let's take a break, <laughs> because why not? Uh, we'll come back, we'll check in on some of your responses from the KavanaughCars.com question. Really interesting stuff, I think. You guys have some very mixed opinions on former A-State coaches that you're going to be pulling for or not pulling for this season. So we'll dive into that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. Hey everybody, it's Matt Stoltz. And Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days, and well, we've decided to join the party. Starting in August, we'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Bulls, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right, we'll have interviews, behind-the-scenes info, tell plenty of stories, and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything A-State. 
It's the Second to None Podcast, presented by Simmons Bank. New episodes every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Toyota is leading the way. Save up to $750 on a 2021 Toyota RAV4. Or take advantage of 2.49% financing for up to 72 months. Plus, let your favorite Central Toyota salesperson put you behind the wheel of a certified pre-owned vehicle today. Central Toyota, home of meter beat pricing. Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Around here, there's two ways to get a car wash. There's Tommy's Express Car Wash. And then there's everyone else. Tommy's Express uses the newest most innovative technology in the auto wash industry with an easy load conveyor belt system plus free vacuum and mat washers and tommy club unlimited membership start at just $19.99 a month tommy's express car wash soon to have a second location in jonesboro see them now at highland and caraway and coming this fall tommy's express will open their new location on hilltop the Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton starting August 23rd. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. I'm Rex Nelson. As a native Arkansan, I take pride in our state's natural beauty. And as someone who has been in all 75 counties, I've seen how prevalent litter is across our state. It's time for people to clean up our state for those who live here and to enhance Arkansas's image for those wanting to visit. Let's clean up Arkansas. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to do your part and get involved. This message brought to you by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade hanging out with you in studio. What do we got going on here? Sorry, I had to, I had a brain brain glitch. Obviously, uh, we got a CavanaughCars.com question of the day that we want you all to weigh in on. As an A State fan, will you be pulling for any of the program's former coaches this year? And if so, who? I'm very intrigued in in your answers as far as the previous head coaches. And in fact. Uh, Right now, 42% of you say yes, all of them. I thought A-State Fan Rules kind of sums up the sentiment there because he says, quote, I think it's good PR when former A-State coaches do well. I mean, oftentimes, yeah. If a, if a coach has just a monster season, you'll go through and you'll read the write-up on him and it'll list you know, his time 
at Arkansas State, especially since Hugh Freeze, Gus Malzahn, Brian Harson, Blake Anderson, all of those guys, their very first head coaching gig was at A-State. Then some of you are very much on the opposite side of things, where 35% of you say you will not be pulling for a single one, you bunch of haters. Uh, but uh, I- interesting stuff there, and of course several people kind of in the middle. I think this year it's pretty easy to pull for the A-State assistants, former A-State assistants who are now Division One head coaches. I got big time last year on the Tom Allen bandwagon. Yeah. He was here with Hugh Freeze. In fact, I think I think that year was his first defensive coordinator gig for A-State. And then, you know, one, I like to cheer for underdogs anyways. And Indiana football has always been a fairly big football underdog. They're just not good. They've never been good. And they were good last year. And it was really easy just in watching, you know, social media clips and things like that. It was very easy to buy what Tom Allen was selling last year. He was very motivational. Even for those of us whose biggest feat of athleticism is, you know, having to reach under the couch when you lose a remote in the middle of the game. He was good at, at selling it, whatever it was, with Hoosiers football. It was also an entertaining program to watch. Um, that, was, that was a good team at least until they lost their quarterback and then had a couple of hiccups there at the end of the season. But he was easy to cheer for. Eli Drinkwitz, I like I like Coach Drink. He walked into a situation last year at Mizzou where they were not expected to be very good, and they, they weren't. But I think there are higher expectations around his program this year. And just some of the stuff that he said at, at SEC Media Day, like he's, he's good at that. TBD. On, on how good he will be overall at being an SEC coach. But he was very good at SEC Media Day. Had a lot of good quips. Funny. Good stuff there. Uh, I pull for Walt Bell just because, like, it can't get any worse. Yeah, that's a bad situation to be in. It's, it is... <laughs> I, I still wonder what exactly the draw was at UMass. You know, he had the opportunity while he was here at Arkansas State to become the head coach at ULM and turned it down. And then left, went to Maryland. That was obviously a not good situation. Then went and joined really Taggart at Florida State. That might have even been a worse situation. And I don't know if the pull of UMass was the desire to completely have control over a program that had not seen much success, if it was an opportunity to step into a place that didn't have very high expectations, if it was just an opportunity to get the heck away from Willie Taggart, or if it was some mixture of all of those. But it's been a brutal time for him. And I don't know what that program builds on. They don't have good history. They don't have a conference affiliation. They don't have um, an on-campus stadium or strong fan support. In fact, I feel like I've gone through and looked at you know some of their commitments and their signees and stuff and where the recruiting classes rank. And, you know, it, you look at, at, an, at an A-State commit, and, again, I judge guys more by their other offers than, than by their star levels. And a good A-State commit is going to have a Power 5 offer in there. They're going to have multiple Sunbelt Conference offers in there. They might have a, a Military Academy offer in there. Um, maybe, maybe they turn down Memphis to say yes to Arkansas State. You look at the commits for UMass, and it is like, Every FCS school in the Northeast, and then UMass is their only 
Division One offer or FBS offer, excuse me. It's just a completely different situation. You don't have it in the South. Look, I know there's not a lot of Division One talent in Arkansas, but man, you don't have to go very far to get some guys out of Alabama, to get some guys out of Memphis, to get some guys. Even even Georgia isn't that far. Where is your recruiting hotbed if you're a UMass? Yeah. And these are all challenges Walt Bell has to face. I I I pull for him because yeah, here's your, he here's, needs it. Here's another one. All their home games are Flow Sports, which is like Ooh. 30 bucks a month to have a subscription to. So really, you have no access to watch the games. Yeah. Man. You have nothing really going in your favor at that job. One more. Arkansas State former assistant that is a head coach, and that's Clay Helton. And I forget about him a lot because he was only here for a month. And one, that was before my time in radio, so I didn't cross paths with him. But I really don't remember anybody else telling stories about him either. I've heard Walt Bell and Eli Drinkwitz and Tom Allen stories. I don't know if I've ever heard a Clay Allen story, or excuse me, a Clay Helton story as it pertains to Arkansas State. I don't know how much he was here while he was here. It was only about, what, a month, two months that he was Arkansas State's offensive coordinator anyways before he decided to go join Lane Kiffin at USC. And the rest is history. I guess if you want to root for somebody, though, maybe add Clay Helton to your list because his seat has been hot at USC for about three years now. And I can't see it getting any cooler. Add him and Walt Bell to your prayer list at the beginning of the college football season. They, they need your support. Coming up this year. But uh, looking at some of your responses again, uh, com question is an A State fan, will you be pulling for any of the program's former coaches this year? And uh, again, uh, your, your answers are interesting. Mr. A does say Tom at <laughs> Indiana, basically because he wants him to beat up on Ohio State. Some of you list the guys you pull for, but not others. Joel says yes, he pulls for some of the former guys, but not Harson or Anderson. Chris says everybody except Anderson. Honestly, did not expect any kind of Anderson hate today, but that's okay. Chase, on the flip side, says he wishes Blake the best and says that he hopes Utah State wins their league, but the others doesn't really care. And Eagle Wolf says he just pulls for Steve Roberts to have a good life. Kind of ambivalent about some of the others. So, again, your responses today, very, very intriguing. To the question. I, I don't root against any of these guys. But I'm not really searching out at this point what they're doing either. If I see a score flash by on the scroll, yeah, I'll take note. But honestly, that's that's kind of it for, for me in terms of the former coaches this season. I do find, you know, all the different situations that they're in interesting in how they can or will build success this year. From Harson, uh, seeming a little bit like a fish out of water, to Gus seeing, looking like he just walked into a perfect situation, to, of course, the guys in between in, in Anderson and Freeze. I think it's going to be a really intriguing year to keep track on, on former A-State guys. Of course, a little bit more intrigued by what's going to happen here in Jonesboro. I feel like that, that goes without saying. Fall camp wrapping up yesterday for A-State. And just kind of the, the final thoughts on that. It was fascinating to watch these players this season almost become 
an extension of Butch Jones. I cannot tell you, don't, we don't have any player audio to share with you today, but I cannot tell you how many times I heard the players say a line and then have Butch Jones say that exact same thing. And when a, for example, yesterday, after practice, we talked with, with JoJo, Joe Zugu, uh, the transfer from North Texas that's going to be there on the end. Really liked his, his personality, his attitude. But we also talked with Reed Tyler, who, of course, is, is a very familiar guy to the A-State faithful. Very good at that tight end position. And asked him how he felt about fall camp. He said, well, you know, Coach Jones says it's not, you don't just wake up on the top of a mountain. You've got to climb the mountain. You've got to do everything step by step. And then not five minutes later, that same phrase came out of Butch Jones's mouth. And that has been the case all preseason, all summer, all spring football long. These guys have taken on the mentality of their coach. And if that continues to happen in the season, I think Arkansas State is going to be in great shape because Butch Jones is obviously very football-driven, very, 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 very detail-driven. So if that plays out on the field, I think we're in store for, for some fun in 2021. We'll continue to talk a little A-State football with you as voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz is going to be here with us in studio. We'll get his thoughts on the end of fall camp. Players that have stood out to him, who knows what else we'll dive into. He joins us next. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3 The Ticket. Registration for the 2021 fall semester classes has begun at East Arkansas Community College in Forest City. The American Rescue Plan has funding that students may receive for the fall semester. Yes, that's right, free money for fall. Up to $1,200 for degree-seeking students enrolled in six or more hours. For more information, call 870-633-4480, extension 215, or email care at eacc.edu. Fall classes begin Monday, August 23rd. There's never been a better time to enroll in classes at EACC. There are many programs available to get you trained and get you to work faster. Apply online at eacc.edu. Visit the Wind Center or main campus in Forest City or call 870-633-4480 and register today for the fall semester. Have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something? At George Kell Motors, we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop. But we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC, and George Kell Motors. We are professional grade. Who remembers opening a checking account and selecting checks to fit your style? Well, now you can do the same thing with your debit card at the Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Whether your passion is nature, athletics, or even fashion like leopard print or tie-dye, drop by your favorite branch or look online at mebanking.com to see all our new designer debit card selections. The Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. FDIC. 
Football is here, and this promises to be the biggest high school season ever here at the EAB Sports Network. Here's the rundown. Catch Jonesboro Golden Hurricane football on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. The Nettleson Raiders are on 94.1 Bob FM, while the Valley View Blazers can be heard on 101.3 News Talk KBTM. And this year, we welcome Brooklyn to the EAB family with every Bearcats game airing on 101.7 KISS FM. Then once the games go final, you can tune into The Ticket for the Kavanaugh Auto Group's Friday Night Lights High School Scoreboard Show to get all the final scores, plus hear from coaches and broadcasters around the area. It's just one more way the EAB Sports Network is bringing local action to area fans. Our high school football coverage is brought to you by First National Bank, NEA Baptist Hospital, Real Estate Nate, Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and St. Bernard's. From pregame coverage at 6.30 right through the final scores, we've got you covered. Don't miss high school football action each Friday night right here on this EAB Sports Network station. Hi, this is Christina Ricci with Rain. Join Rain in the fight against sexual violence and volunteer in your community. Log on to rain.org. That's r a i n n dot o r g to learn how you can be the someone. Brought to you by Rain and this station. Giving you a hundred and ten percent and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Completely random question as we begin our segment with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, Karen Kate still with you in the studio. When is the last time you have seen or used an iPhone 4? It's been a while, and we got into this topic because we still have a couple of those sitting around here at the station. They're big and they're boxy. They're a paperweight. Do you still work? Can you play Snake on no, your iPhone? Ours actually <laughs> still worked. I miss the old YouTube logo. You know, we used them on the other stations for remotes and stuff. We would record, like, our remote breaks in those, and our folks would go out there and they'd send them back in to the station. But we haven't done it that way in years. Nobody's used one of those forever. Those are really, you know what? It's, somebody should walk outside and just, we should have a contest. And see who can throw them the furthest. And that should be how it's It'd probably take it five minutes for it to boot on now. And, uh, yes, yes. All right. This has nothing to do with anything going on right now in the Arkansas State world or in the college athletics world. There's a lot of stuff going on with the, the season just 11 days away. But again, Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz here in studio with us. Since we caught up with you last, we all took a trip out to Arkansas State to the Centennial Bank Athletics Operations Building for Media Day. I we did. Did I, you have fun out there? I, I did. You well, had a great show. You had all kinds of guests guests on the show that day. I like any day that, and, and no offense to the wonderful world of KNEA, but I like any day where I can go and, and venture out in the public a little bit more, especially when you get to talk uh, with so many awesome players and coaches throughout the course of the day. I know I enjoyed my conversations, but I know you got to touch base with several players as well. What did you learn from A-State Media Day? You know, I, I think that, these newcomers are excited to be here, and the common theme with a lot of the newcomers is just their relationship with Butch Jones and the rest of this staff. But when you talk with some of the guys that had several offers out there, you know, guys that were coming out of the portal, like a Kavon Bennett or a James Blackman, the biggest reason they're here at Arkansas State is because of their great respect and their relationship with Butch Jones. So I think that goes a long way. And just being around the guys, not only on media day, but just from other comments I've heard throughout 
preseason camp, it's clear that they respect Coach Jones and his coaching staff. They want to be here. They're enjoying being here to this point. And I think, especially with a new coaching staff, to get off to the kind of start that they have. Um, and it seems that the coaching staff has, has kind of won mm-hmm. over the team. That's a really big deal. And, you know, I see a respect level that, that, that is really high right now. It's good to see. It's been interesting to hear so many of these players echo Butch Jones's words over and over. Some of the same exact phrases. I feel like I've heard the phrase four to six A to B in the word details somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred times uh, this this preseason. But but that's okay. Again, they seem to have bought into to what he's preaching. Well, the four to six A to B is pretty neat, and just. You know, the whole philosophy, and for those who don't know, I mean, the average play is four to six seconds to go from point A to point B, and then they add plus two at the end of that. It's kind of like a, you know, algebra equation or something. Four to six, A to B, plus two, (laughs) but the plus two is they're going to go as hard as they can for the length of the play, plus two seconds after that. So basically they're playing to the echo of the whistle. So... You know, I, I, I like that philosophy, and I think the players have certainly bought into that. I will tell you, and I, I think our fans, if we weren't explaining it to this point, and I'm sure we'll explain the, the whole philosophy okay. again, you'll start to see that logo a little bit more, and I believe that, that 46 is going to pop up on a lot of stuff. So you know, hopefully our fans will kind of know what that's all about now. If you're curious what that looks like, by the way, just go through and look at some of the tweets or any of the, the social media content from, especially from Jeff Jones over the summer, because any video that he put out with the Red Wolves in the weight room, that's that's what they wore. That's the shirt that they wore in the weight room would have that four to six A to B logo on it. So, uh, again, sounds like we're going to continue to see that for, for a while. We will, yeah. Matt Stoltz, voice of the Red Wolves here in studio with us. Um, I, I can only, I, I'm just contractually required to ask you about quarterbacks by this point in time. What have you seen this fall camp? Who's got who's got the edge? Is I've, there a player with the edge? I've seen two really good quarterbacks and I think we'll know as we get closer obviously, but at the same time whoever wins this quarterback job, whether it be James Blackman or Lane Hatcher, I think that we're in really good hands and you know, to have two solid options like that at that quarterback position is a luxury that, you know, not a lot of schools have. Yeah. Not, not two guys at this high of a level. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're both playing at a very high level right now. So I wish I could sit here and tell you I knew who it was going to be, <laughs> but I don't have a clue. We Lane Hatcher is a known quantity. We know what to expect from him both on the field and from a personality standpoint, from a leadership standpoint. But everybody's still getting to know a lot more about James Blackman. And I know you talked with him at, at Media Day. Just your thoughts on, on how he presented himself, what he said, what, he, what he's going to bring to this program. Extremely mature, impressive young man. You can tell that his teammates like him. Um, you know, he's got leadership skills that – you want in that quarterback position. And Lane has a lot of those same qualities, too. You can tell that he and Lane have a good kind of working relationship. They've got a great respect for each other and what they do out there on the field. But 
James Blackman is a guy that's been around college football. He had four different offensive coordinators during his time at Florida State. Now he's got uh, Coach Heckendorf's you know, system that he's learning here at Arkansas State. So, you know, he, he's he's been through several different changes in his career. And, you know, I think he's a guy that is equipped to handle this type of situation. And, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, when we sat down with him, you know, he started naming off a lot of the players from the past, yeah. guys like Omar and, and uh, Jonathan Adams. And he, he knew he was educated with a lot of the receivers that came here and had success. And he admitted that was one of the draws at coming here. You know, we've had success, you know, with some big-time receivers, especially here in the last handful of years or so. So that that's a draw for these yeah. quarterbacks that are coming from other places. It was in the case of, of James Blackman, but – just overall, his maturity level is what impresses me the most about him so far. With those receivers, also kind of a, a little bit of a TBD situation on on who we'll see, how much we'll see with these go with these guys. But there's some some big shoes to fill in terms of yardage, touchdowns, all of that. So, just a, a, a guess from you, who's going to lead Arkansas State this year in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns? Oh wow, you're really putting me on the spot. I'm trying. If I had to guess right now, I would go to Valence Hunt. Okay. And he's our TCU transfer, if folks don't know. But he, he's looked really good in camp, impressed with him. But, look, I can name a handful of other guys that could do that, too. I think Jeff Foreman's going to have a big year. Corey Rucker. Dahu looks really good out there, Dahu Green, um, at that receiver spot. So there's a lot of different options that uh, that we have to go to. Uh, you know, Kaheem Walid has, has looked really good in practices, um, you know, and there's several others, and that's just at, at the wideout position. Mm-hmm. We've talked about some of those young guys at that tight end slash H-back position too. Reed Tyler's back, but we got two – really impressive freshman in Emmanuel Stevenson and Seydoux Traore that will make a, a big impact in the in the receiving game too. They bust out any two tight end sets, the most recent score? Yes, you'll, you'll see some two tight okay. end stuff. So still a unit that's going to be featured pretty well in the, the receiving game as well. Yeah, and you know, don't be surprised if T.W. lines up at fullback some. I mean, he's... He's still a guy that, that has some experience, even though T.W. Ayers, who, who started last year on offense, moved primarily to defense between week one and week two, but he played on, the, on both sides of the ball a lot last year and on special teams as well. So, you know, T.W. is a guy that uh, could play in all three phases again this year. I wonder how much of that was a coach's decision and how much of that was TWAers just trying to wear those guys down and <laughs> let them know that he wanted to be out there everywhere. We need that mullet out on the field every chance we get. It's a mean mullet. It is. It gives him special powers. It's going to be fun stuff. <laughs> New podcast dropping today. This is episode... Four. Four. Okay. I was... Who would have thought we would have made it this long? But well, once you got started... We made started, it through four. You got started. I think everybody had high expectations. What can folks hear on on this most recent one? You know, we uh, we talk about some of the things that have stood out so far in preseason camp. Uh, talk about you know some other young guys that 
uh, have uh, kind of stepped up and, and caught the, the coaching staff's eye so far. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Kevon Bennett and James Blackman have, have a lot of good stuff from them during this podcast. And, you know, we, we take a look at some of the, uh, the other sports as well that are going on right now. And that includes soccer and volleyball. And uh, they're getting into full swing yeah. uh, now. Soccer already a couple of games in. And volleyball gets underway with the A-State Invitational uh, this weekend. So lots of good stuff going on. That's coming up again uh, this weekend. The podcast drops every Tuesday, every place where you can find your podcast, whatever that is, Spotify, Wherever iTunes. podcasts are available. One more early heads up. Not tomorrow, but the Wednesday after that, the first coaches show. That's right. Live with the Red Wolves. I, I feel like i got to remind you because you have so many things going on. I'm just trying to help I'm you with your schedule. I'm just trying to get schedule. through this week. <laughs> but, but, yes, we do uh, our first Live with the Red Wolves uh, it's going to be a different night this year, so I want to get people ready for that. Not Mondays this year. We're going to do it Wednesdays from 7 to 8, and uh, I'm going to be at the same location at Lost Pizza. And Man, that's a fun place to do the show. We, we'll do it at the one. I guess we got to specify now. Yeah. Still doing it at uh, Southwest Drive, okay. so right down the road here. And uh, you know, Looking forward to, to doing the show with, with Coach Jones, and I'm told – we will have player guests this year, okay. which is something that, unfortunately, we were, were not able to do last year with all the COVID stuff. But uh, we'll have player guests. We'll have Coach Jones make plans now to be there next Wednesday, 7 o'clock. September the 1st? That's right. We'll see what else we can add to your schedule between now and then. You know, you really don't have to. But, <laughs> right. we, we hey, we've got a really – Cool week uh, with with all the high school stuff we're trying to get set up, you know, the four different broadcasts, and I know you've been going into that stuff, and obviously uh, that's a big part of what we're doing, but but as much work as it is, we're really excited to kind of launch this uh, coming up on Friday. We'll come back and go through that slate as well as check in on our KavanaughCars.com question one more time before we wrap things up. But got to take a break first. Always appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves. Matt Stoltz hanging out with us. Keep it here. We'll be back right after this to wrap up today's Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Floor's Kitchen and Bath, 5412 Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro. Northeast Arkansas's premier kitchen and bath contractor. Let Vore's Kitchen and Bath bring our skill, passion, and love of design to your new or existing home. Dedicated to your complete satisfaction, Vore's Kitchen and Bath will turn your dream design into reality. The latest trends, designs, and over 70 years of experience. Visit us at Vore'sKitchenandBath.com or call us at 268-0665 to schedule a free estimate with Gerald or Michael. Vore's Kitchen and Bath, your kitchen, your bath, our passion. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Buick GMC is leading the way. Central Buick GMC has a large selection of pre-owned vehicles, so you can find your perfect ride. Plus, new GMC Yukons and Sierras are being shipped daily to Central Buick GMC. Don't wait. Reserve yours today. Central Buick GMC, home of meet or beat pricing on East Parker Road in Jonesboro. Online at centralbuickgmc.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Near Ready Mix.
Mix is a regional supplier of ready-mix concrete serving eight counties in northeast Arkansas. High-quality products with dependable service, residential, and commercial. Near Ready Mix is looking for qualified individuals to join our team with openings in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Blyville. Qualifications include DOT Health Card and CDL Class B with air brake. New competitive pay structure, sign-on bonus health care, and 401k. Call 870-935-6327. Near Ready Mix, that's 935-6327. And like Near Ready Mix on Facebook. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast. With multiple locations, they're sure to have the parts you need. That's why you need to visit BakerImplement.com. 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 Because sitting in that truck waiting for them parts just makes you matter and matter. Get your parts. Get them fast at BakerImplement.com. Attention members and guests. You know what doesn't come in a can? Wings from B-Dubs. With 24 sauces and seasonings, these award-winning wings are delivered hot and fresh straight to your door. Forget about the baked beans, mac and cheese, and instant noodles. It's wings you really want. You can order takeout and delivery at buffalowildwings.com through the new Buffalo Wild Wings app or with their delivery partner, DoorDash. Buffalo Wild Wings. Because let's be honest, cooking is hard. Delivery is easy. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. And like a lot of you, I grew up getting my sports news from the great Dick Clay. That's why I'm excited to tell you about the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. Coming up Friday, September 3rd, it's a four-person scramble at Ridge Point Country Club, and there are eight and one o'clock tea times with lunch in between. And the proceeds go to the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Fund to help out the next generation of aspiring sports broadcasters. To enter your team, call 870-972-3070 or go to A-State Media on Facebook. Go get some birdies for Dickie Bird at the Dick Clay That Sports Scholarship Golf Tournament. Friday, September 3rd. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the program. That mic's not old at all. No, no. Do we have some WD-40 <laughs> somewhere in this studio? We need, if anybody is in the vicinity and feels like dropping off some WD-40 and some zip ties, that is what we are currently Especially in the need of in the, uh, in the KDA studio. Always an adventure. Yeah. The WD-40 doesn't matter as much if you have the zip ties. This is true. This is true. We have some somewhere. Because, look, part of being a radio host or working in radio in any way, shape, or form, is being a professional banner hanger. <laughs> I kid you not, that is a huge part of your job. I'm fairly sure I still have zip ties in my car. I know if, if not, we've got some somewhere in the, the office building. We can, we can rig up this microphone that Cade got mad at yesterday and ripped completely <laughs> yeah. off its frame. But yeah. we'll, see, uh, we'll see what's in store for the setup. For... <laughs> For the second episode. And as I say this, Cade Carlton, just a hurricane of force, has ripped yet another microphone in the KNEA studio off of its support. I don't want to be rude, Cade, but I don't know if you need to touch any more microphones. If you could just not screw up anything else in 
this studio because right now you're you're a one man wrecking crew. Hey, this one's fixed. We're good. This one's all good. So to give you all a a, a lay of the <laughs> land here in the K and E A studio, Cade Carlton sits on on one side of the studio while he's producing the Workday Red Zone, and he sits in front of. Um, the basically the control panel, and it's got all the it's a board, and it's got all these buttons and everything on it. So he's got one microphone where he's at. We're separated by this big window and a wall, and then on this side of the studio, there's three microphones. And typically, whoever is on air sits in front of the middle microphone. Yes. Well, Cade broke that one yesterday, <laughs> so I'm using the microphone on the right, and it's kind of like pulled over, and it's a little awkward and whatever, and then within the past two minutes, Cade Carlton broke the microphone on his side of the it's studio as well. It's not broken. It's fixed. You broke it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's back on and as good as ever now. We're good. So stay tuned to the setup today from two to three to see what else Cade Carlton breaks. Uh, during yeah, sure. I, Mike Four, I guess, may be going out today. I'm sure there are plenty of other reasons to tune in, but <laughs> honestly, that, I'm that's I'm sold now on seeing what else you break during. Yeah, I mean, what a way to start off the first show yesterday! Like 30 <laughs> seconds before the show starts, and that microphone just completely comes off, and it just it won't go back on. It's still not back on. Zip ties. We'll see if we can zip find ties, zip ties. Yep. That's that's the goal for today. Uh, some quick uh, notes before we get out of here. Again, uh, last call on the KavanaughCars.com question. We do have time for, I think, maybe a quick phone call at 9303776. But we've been asking you today, you know, as an A-State fan, are you pulling for any of the program's former coaches this season? 45% of you actually, I, I feel the love because you have responded with yes, all of them. So, uh, I like it. I like the positive attitude. I feel like a big group hug. Maybe we should sing Kumbaya. Um, that Well, we can't really sing it as a chorus because we don't have enough microphones for that, obviously. But um, feel the love on that. Only 31% of you say that you are not voting for a single one. Of course, that question is brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. And they're a phenomenal one-stop shop there for those of you looking for a vehicle. It's every single vehicle in the Kavanaugh inventory. Whether it's a new car, whether it's a pre-owned certified car, whether it's at the Kavanaugh Ford lot, the Kavanaugh Hyundai lot, Kavanaugh Kia lot, all at KavanaughCars.com. Some quick national news that we haven't really had time to dive into today. Uh, we did touch on the conference um, alignment, or excuse me, alliance setup between the Big 12, excuse me, the Big 10, the Pac-12, had my numbers wrong there, and the ACC. Uh, that was announced at once, so you can find the basics on that, but all three of those different leagues, conference commissioners, are fielding questions from the media. So uh, that still continues to be a little bit more of a developing story there. In college football news, uh, big news for the LSU Tiger faithful as they are going to be requiring either a vaccine record or a negative COVID test that had been taken within 72 hours to be able to get into their games. We saw that happen already in the state of Louisiana with the Saints putting out those protocols as well. So now the Tigers have followed suit. We'll see if anything else happens from that state. That would be of note, obviously, if if the Cajuns or if the Warhawks went in that direction. So we'll see. One thing of note, you know, with LSU doing it and being the first to say that out of the 130 FBS programs, I don't know if group of five teams are going to have the manpower to do that because it's a little bit more than just quickly scanning a ticket and, and getting people into the stadium. 
Uh, it is going to take more people to look at the vaccine record, to look at the test. It's also, unfortunately, going to take more security on the premises because people will inevitably be jerks about it, despite the fact that no, your usher did not decide yeah. on that protocol himself or herself. So I don't know if there's a manpower for that to be done. Uh, just for the record, again, we caught up with uh, Tom Bowen last week at Arkansas State Media Day, and there are no additional protocols to go and watch an Arkansas State football game this year. Uh, if you got a ticket, show up. I should mention clear bag policy probably still in place. But other than that, no COVID protocols in going to an Arkansas State football game this year. One more note, and it's bad news for those of you that have already done your fantasy football drafts. If you were watching last night's Jaguars and Saints game, uh, you might have been keeping an eye out on Travis Etienne. He had one or two or only three carries, a very, very small amount of work, and he had to be pulled from that game due to injury, and it's bad, bad news today for the Jags. A Liz Franck injury. So he is probably out for the season. Awful, awful news for the rookie there. Stinks for him. Pulling for him. That's a wrap. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us today. Really appreciate all the responses today on social media. Also, a big thank you to Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, for hanging out with us here in studio. Keep it here. The setup with Cade Carlton and Andrew Bowen comes your way next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7 a.m. RWRC Radio with JC will be on at 10, and then Cade and I will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Cade, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out today. Cannot wait to talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great, great day.